Welcome, men, to our third episode of Maximus Men Living for Greatness. My name is Christopher Silva, Life, Family and Outreach Officer for the Catholic Archdiocese of Sydney. And we're here with our guest, Simon Carrington of Fire Up Ministries. Hey, Simon, how are you going? Hey, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm doing uh, re- uh, really, really well. I'm uh, re- really, really pumped and really, really grateful to be, to be on, on, on this podcast today. And we're very grateful to have you here, Simon. Thank you so much. Yeah. So the topic today is the battle within understanding sexual desire. We're going to be delving into masculine sexuality and the desires that we've had placed on our hearts, in our bodies, in our minds by God, how to orient those desires to God and how to navigate especially the temptations and the especially the lustful temptations around pornography that mm-hmm. men have to cope with so much in today's in today's world it's very providential that we have you here simon following on from last week's episode last week we had father paul chandler on the show oh, and awesome yeah yeah i'm sure you're you're familiar with his book estovia I haven't read it, but I've I've heard it's it's fantastic. So I, I I've got it on my shelf, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, yeah, no, fantastic. And um, so he talks a lot about the masculine genius, and so in a way, you guys are kindred hearts with a passion for JP two, um, and you've both got a unique mission that that he's put on your hearts um, by the Holy Spirit through JP two, basically. Amen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Look, we um, we we. I mean, for 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 for, for um, for, uh, both for myself and and and, and and Madeline, my wife. Uh, we we both been. You know, we we both love this message for years. Um, you know, we we both come across it in 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 our ten years, really exposed to it both. Um, very much at the same time. You know, in two thousand and eight at, at World Youth Day uh, in, in, yeah. in Sydney. We were both in, in, in year nine or, or year ten, and you know I, I, I heard a uh, I, I heard a talk from 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 Christopher West um, during those that that week long period, and it just totally transformed my life and it, it changed her life, and kind of ever since then I think I think the Lord has as we certainly didn't both respond to it uh, as, as well as I hoped we would have at the time, but certainly in later years, uh, this great gift of the th- th- theology of the body that John Paul II gave us, but through the kind of the, these popular, you know, these the, the speakers that are, that, are, that are popular in the world today, they, they unpacked for us so well. Yeah, that's awesome. I can relate to that in a sense too. I didn't go to World Youth Day in 2008. Okay. But in 2009, I did come across Christopher West on YouTube, actually, of all places. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, he, he was still able to touch my heart, man, just just through a five-minute video on YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, I've got to find out more, more about this. Yes, yes. Well, uh, look, when I was there, obviously there, there, there was a girl that I liked in my youth group and and um, she this this is this is this is not my my, my wife um, this is Madeline now, <laughs> yeah. but um, I I was I, I liked this girl at youth group and at body I mean I'm 15 years old and what's the one thing 
that a 15-year-old boy does not want to do in front of the girl he likes. He wants to show he's tough and he's brave and he's a man. And I'm bawling yeah. my eyes out and I'm, I'm pretending, you know, that I've, I've got something in my eye. But um, I just couldn't contain what he said that day. It just pierced my heart. And I, and I, I couldn't. He gave me some, some, some deep answers to some, some, some very painful uh, confusion around my sexuality that I'd carried my, you know, my, my teen years up until then. And he just spoke so much peace and, and, and truth into my heart. Um, it wasn't an instant change, as I, as I said before, but I knew something massive had happened, yeah, by, by God's grace. Yeah, it's beautiful. And we're going to see how that's really come to fruition in the last couple of years in your life very soon. Before we delve into that, just a couple of points that I want to make. The first one is we'd like to just put a trigger warning on this episode if anyone's going to be watching or listening with young kids around them in the room or in the car, um, because we will be talking about pornography and some associated behaviours. And they, you probably don't want your kids to hear it from us first, better to hear it from you first. So we'll just put that warning in now at the beginning so that you know. And then before we just do our opening prayer, I just want to recap last week's group challenge. So Simon, I mentioned this to you before we started our interview today, that we've got a group called Maximus Men on Facebook associated with this page. And over the past couple of weeks since we've been doing this show, we've been issuing them a challenge uh, in consultation with our guest. So. Last week, as I said before, we had Father Paul Chandler on the show and he issued a challenge to the, the men in the Maximus group. We're up to 43 men in the group now, so we're growing. And I invite everybody listening and watching this interview today to join the group as well. You're all more than welcome. So as Father Paul was talking about the masculine genius, um, he was asking us as our challenge for the past seven days to ask ourselves how we can be a gift in our daily lives. As you know, Simon is such a big part of yeah. the theology of the body. Um, and then he also delved into the aspect of challenge, how men need challenge. So he asked, how can you challenge yourself to give just a little bit more of yourself each day and so that you can make that into a habit? So just going through some of the comments, we've got David who's been praying the rosary every day in May and that's, I think, the first time for him. So praise God for that. Um, and then we've got Jim who comments frequently on our posts. Thanks, Jim. And he was really inspired by the gospel, um, I think on Sunday, John chapter 14. He said it inspired him to the extent that he asked the Holy Spirit to guide him as to how he could live up to his personal ideal this coming week and answer more fully the challenge set before him to be a gift. So awesome. great job there from the guys. So before we get into the meat of our topic here, let's, let's just say an opening prayer. If you'll just join me, Simon, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to come together as men and we pray that you use it to, to fire up the hearts of all the men watching and listening, especially for them to see the gift 
of their sexuality. We pray, Lord, for all men out there who may be struggling with their sexuality in one way or another, with sexual desire, with lust, um, with pornography. Help them to know that they are good. You made them good in your image. And may you use this time in this interview to begin bringing them healing or to continue their journey in healing um, so that they may realize the gift that they are and that they were created to be, to be given to others. And um, we ask this through the intercession of St. Joseph. Pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Great. No worries at all. Okay, Simon. So let's talk a little bit about what Fire Up is, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose it's a bit of a family ministry for you because you and your wife, Madeline, have, have really come up with it around the same time that you got married, I think it was. Um, can you tell us a bit about what Fire Up is, how you came to start it, uh, and how you also came to start your family at the same time, the whole story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, I mean, it was, um, we, 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 we weren't, um, so we were, we were about seven months out, okay, from, from, from when we, 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 we were going to, 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 uh, to uh, be married, when we decided to start, to start Fire Up Ministries. Um, so we 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 actually had a bit of a our, our time being being a, 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 our time a, a, a being engaged uh, was actually quite tough. We 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 had a long engagement. Um, there, there were some issues that that, that 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 came up, but it was all kind of around the time um, that we really started both feeling the call to start um, this. Well, it was, I suppose it was more so me. Um, but I, 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 I had been speaking for a different, uh, for, you know, for a different group, um, and I've been doing, I've, I've been doing like the chastity talks and things like that. And my wife had also been been doing talks and stuff at schools and at, 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 at parishes. Um, yep. Although, but however, we just really felt the call. And as I said, it was, it was, it was, um, it was certainly me mostly feeling this call. Just to start a ministry that would be wholeheartedly focused on trying to proclaim the theology of the body that St. John Paul II, this great gift that he gave the whole church, but in a way that was going to focus on trying to restore marriage and family in this culture that 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 is quite clearly going through some chaos and is suffering in these areas. So as I mean, as awesome as it is to have these different ministries, I think, and we we all have our kind of our calling. Um, I know there there are other groups that focus on on speaking the message of 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 of, of, of sexuality and, and, and purity mainly to high school children. Whereas I actually didn't feel that high schools were the place, even though people say, you know, we need to get it to the kids and amen, we need to get it to the kids. Mm -hmm. But after more prayer, I realised I wasn't called to be, to, to mainly be a youth speaker, but actually to help people in, like, in their families and in their marriages. And obviously because I was quite young, I, I did feel the call to speak to people that were that, that were were kind of were kind of eighteen to thirty, and help prepare them for the kind of marriage 
that that knowing that this gift that the theology of the body is, if if we were to give this gift to 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 this adult that is a this 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 young adult, it would transform the way that they date. It would transform the way that they love one another, and ultimately, it's gonna it's gonna help them to form a marriage and start a family that is going to make other people like look at that marriage and be inspired by the way that they love one another and raise their children being focused on Christ. But, but of course having a, a, a pure marriage. So having a marriage where they don't feel this, the, the, that, that, that what the church is calling us to with our sexuality is this burden or this weight on our shoulders, but in fact, it's going to free us to love our spouse and love our children and be free from pornography and free from sexual sin in a way that's going to make us fully alive and happy and and and, and, and as fired up as we can be, which is where the, the the name fire up came from. We we just felt this is what we need to do. We felt really called to do it, and praise God. Um, you know, it was a tough time to start a new ministry when 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 I was engaged, and and that first year of, of starting anything is is is, is, is quite challenging. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, in the last three years, we've been blessed to reach you know about about nine or ten thousand young people, um, wow. just actually in person. So just in person at at our live yeah. events. Who knows how many we've reached through social media and different online presentations. And over the last eight years of both of us speaking, together we've done about 610 talks now. Um, so it's just been full on and it's, it's been a wild ride, but we are having the, the, uh, the, the, the absolute time of our life doing it. Well, that's, that's really beautiful to hear. Thanks for sharing the origin story. It's, really, it's always really good to hear, <laughs> hear those stories. Um, and just how the Holy Spirit has given you that niche of, of young adults who really, really do need to be focused upon because when you begin to form them at that age, that's when they're about to start a family. Like you said, if they're dating intentionally, then it won't be long usually until they get to starting a family and they've got that formation right behind them. And that means they're able to start raising their kids the right way and, and giving them the faith as well. Amen. Amen. So I think at the heart of this uh, theology of the body-based message is really sexual desire, or in the way that you're speaking to it, particularly in in Fire Up Ministries. So can you explain to us, Simon, what is sexual desire? And, you know, did God do us a disservice by planting it in our our very makeup, especially as a man, when it seems like our sexual desire can, can pull us the wrong way? As a Catholic man, it feels like it can really, you know, pull us in the wrong direction sometimes. Yeah, look, I think, to be honest, I honestly believe that what you've just asked there is at the heart of all the confusion, uh, that especially men, but, but it's, you know, like, but the issue of lust is not a male issue. It's, a, it's an issue that every human being faces. But I do think that men do struggle with this in a very strong way. And I think probably the easiest way to answer this question would just to share from my own life is that I was raised to believe through you know not it wasn't it wasn't the 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 uh, the, 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 the clear intention of my father or my role models and mentors and teachers in in my youth groups and so on mm. but certainly it just seemed to be passed on to me that my, my sexual desire 
was the same thing as lust. And I, I believe that they were both the same. And so I actually, just to be really honest, I thought it was a sin to think that a young girl was, was nice looking in high school. And I wow. thought, well, if I experience, you know, any yearning for how beautiful she is, mm. that is sexual desire and therefore that's lust and that's sinful. Right. And so I believe that my sexual desire certainly was not this gift from God, like St. John Paul II would, would phrase it. I honestly believed that, that this, that, this this was a, 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 a this powerful curse that was almost like this this wild beast that was trying to drag me in in into hell. So I always thought that sexual desire came from Satan. I thought that God wanted nothing to do with sexual desire, but He's all spirit and pure and holy, and it was and it was Satan that was this horrible being that wanted to to crush my body and sexuality by giving me this unholy yearning. Well, I was in for the for, for, for the for the surprise of my life when I realized, in fact, that that sexual desire is this gift from God. And I remember reading St. John Paul II and, you know, books from, from Jason Everton, you know, from the West and all that. And I'm thinking, what do you mean sexual desire is, is a gift? Mm. Then the next process for me, and just again, to be honest, was when I, when I realized that sexual desire was a gift from God, I actually began to hate God and I began to feel what kind of a God is this that would actually give me this desire. So you're saying this is coming from God, but this is, I, I believe then at this point, I thought sexual desire was lust. That means confessional box. That meant shame. That meant sin. And I'm going to hell. What I, what I came to realize, and this really, I still say to this day, this is truly when my life began to change was that through reading and studying, I realized that sexual desire was in fact the power within me. It was a power, a power. And that word is, is, is that really speaks to men, right? It took for men to know this is not a weakness of mine. This is a power yes. being given to me by God. And this power has a sole purpose to, to help me to love in the image of God. When I heard that, everything changed. And I thought, wow. So sexual desire is actually good. It's holy. It's sacred. And now, although Satan doesn't give me this desire, he works over time to twist, to twist this desire, to turn, it, to turn it as far away from God's design as he can possibly do it. Um, but realizing that God gave me this desire, this strength, okay, in, within, within my own manhood, this power and strength to love in God's image. Now, how did God, what does it mean for a man to love in God's image? Well, St. Paul tells us that husbands are called to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And I think we would all understand that, that the clearest symbol and sign of how, how a, a, a man can 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 love a woman um, um, uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, in in and through his through through sorry in and through his his masculinity and his masculine mission is is 
his, his, his passion on, on the cross. And so when we, when we look to that, we think, well, if I'm called to sweat blood for the sake of love, if I'm called to be scourged to the pillar for the sake of love, be crowned with thorns, spat on, punched, mocked, kicked, forced to carry a cross up Calvary and then die to myself for the sake of love, is it any wonder why God, he graced me and, and gave me this, this, this power as a gift that would, that would give me the strength I need to fulfill this mission. So it's actually, it's, it's perfectly, it makes perfect sense that men would, and we do, if we, if, we look at, if we look at the way we've been wired, men do experience uh, a, a, a sexual desire more powerfully than women do. In fact, it's, it's, in most men, it would be a, 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 at least 15 times it can get more than that, but at least 15 times the, the power in sexual desire that most women would experience. And that's precisely because, sorry, I'm going long here, but that's precisely because our roles are not the same. Okay, the, 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 the wife of a husband is called to love in the image of, of the, the, the church. And the best model we have of the church is Mary. And how does she love? She was on her knees and she, she, she was interceding for her son. Yeah. Of course, I mean, we know we're, as, as, a, as a father and you're a father, we know that, that our wives can, uh, are extremely strong, right? With, you know, like we're giving birth to a child. Or I'm, I'm glad that's not my vocation. But certainly, uh, so we, 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 we both know that, but being in, in, in that room in the hospital, Mm-hmm. But the way they're that it's it, the way they're called to love and to show that strength is 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 completely different than us, and we are called to lay our life down in the image of Christ, the bridegroom, which is why we need that sexual desire and that power to fulfil that mission. Yeah, that's such a profound answer. You've you've brought up so many great things that can be delved no, yeah, no, that's great. Like, I think, I think it'll spark a lot of, a lot of um, thoughts and conversations, which is exactly what we want awesome. from from a conversation like like what we're having today. But just to hone down a little bit more, so we've established now you've made a very good argument that sexual desire is good, that it's given to us by God, and it's very powerful, strong thing um, for us as men that we should really, you know, be proud of the fact that God's given this to us. So why, on the other hand, do you think that so many people, especially men, um, are tempted into the evil of pornography? Yeah, look, I think, again, the, the, the answer is, is, is simple in that if, 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 the, 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 if the, the, the gift of, 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 of our sexuality is meant to be the, the, um, the sign that, that points to God, that reveals God and his love for us, because we, we've got to remember, right, we're made in the image and likeness of God. So there's something about our sexuality that reveals something of who and what God is. And so if our creation is male and female and our sexual desire 
and the, the sexual act in marriage, okay, if all of those things are signs of God on earth, it's no wonder that Satan is trying so very hard to destroy the, the, the most clear sign of the God that he hates and, 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 and chose to refuse to worship on earth. So this is why there's so, there's so much chaos and struggle around our, our understanding of, of our, 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 our sexuality, our creation as male and female, is this is all this is all part of Satan's plan to destroy the image of God on earth, and this is why I think and you know I'm I'm I am and a, a perfect example of how Satan was able to twist in me my understanding of sexual desire. I thought it was the furthest thing from a gift from God, and the moment we believe that our sexuality has nothing to do with our faith. The moment we think our sexuality has nothing to do with 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 uh, re, uh, revealing our vocation to love in the image of God, then He's got us right where He wants us. So I think what it, what 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 uh, what what, what it, it, it is so dangerous to Satan is somebody that understands that everything to do with my sexuality, my my masculinity, your masculinity. Just the fact that you and I are men re re reveals a, a powerful aspect of who and what God is. And if we are comfortable in our manhood, then, then that causes serious harm to Satan and the kingdom he's trying to ruin on earth, right? Even more so, if we embrace the gift of sexuality as a gift and a power to love in God's image, we're, we're really not giving him a, 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 a uh, he's, he's, really, he's really not having a nice day, right? So <laughs> I think this is why he's, he's pressuring men in a very unique way. Again, why is, I think, in a very unique way, why does the devil put his arrows to men in a very unique way again? It's because we, as men, we are all called to image Christ as the bridegroom. So we're yeah. called to lay our lives down as a husband, but we are also called to, to be the hands, the eyes, the mouth of the Father, God the Father on earth. We're all called to be Father. You know, if, you know we, we, we've been very blessed to actually father our, our own children, but even a priest is called to father in a, in a way that is perhaps, you know, far superior than what we can understand fully now, but we're all called to be father. And so men in a very unique way, the devil hates what masculinity is. Our culture hates what masculinity is. It hates it when a man stands up and speaks the truth, even when it's, when it, when it, when it's not pleasing to do so. And so I think, Satan is trying to destroy the image of Jesus, who who is the the, uh, the, the, uh, the the bridegroom on earth that we reveal in our masculinity, and as well, he's trying to destroy the fatherhood of God on earth, which we also re 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 reveal through our vocation to to be father, whether that's spiritual or, or biological. We're still revealing something very very powerful about who and what God is. And so we're living in a culture where people don't believe in God, right? 
And it's actually through an encounter with you and I as fathers and as any man that is living out his masculine mission to be husband and father, that they should be introduced to Jesus and to God the Father through an encounter with you and I. And so for, for, for Satan, what manhood is, and of course, we, we, I'm not going to talk about, about the, 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 uh, the, 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 uh, the, the awesome gift of, of, of womanhood in the world that's got its own beauty, but I think in a very unique way, he's after you and me. He's after the men because we're revealing Christ and God the Father in a very unique way. Yeah, I think um, what you said there, and I think what also struck me when, when I went to see Christopher West when he came out to Sydney a few years ago, is that um, the, the gift of selflessness that Christ has done for us and that has eternal ramifications on the cross is even imaged in the sexual act itself by the man initiating that act itself, you know, there's, there's even, there's even an imaging going on there. And so, as you say, why wouldn't Satan attack that desire for us to initiate? And I think that's really at the core of this, you know, (laughs) that desire to initiate, you know, we want to start it ourselves. (laughs) But it's like gone completely in the other direction. (laughs) That's right. I think. I think. Yeah. Look. I mean. Yeah. That. That. That's such a powerful point, and I won't harp on about that. But just, I. I, I do think that if if men are called to to um in um in um in in initiate the the, uh, the the these gifts of life and love as 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 intrinsic to our vocation, and I think as you as you've said, it's it's stamped into our body. The sexual organ of a man is outside his body. He's called to initiate, to lead with the gifts of life and love. And the woman's, if you look at the woman's body, her sexual organ is inside of her. It's it's stamped within her own flesh to receive and and, and nurture and nourish these gifts of life and love. Now, there's not one more important than the other. It's not more important to initiate or to receive and St. John Paul II says, look, in order for love to exist, you know, in the very fact that I initiate love to my wife, I've, I'm already receiving her in the process of initiating, right? I just primarily initiate love in my masculinity. And I think what Satan does is he tries to invert those roles. So we'll see in our culture today, what is the number one thing? And again, this is tying into the theme today is yeah. the temptation for men is to is to to sit back and to be uh, to be uh, 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 to be uh, 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 as passive in the initiation of love as we can be. There yeah. is nothing more passive than than trying to gain our, 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 some sexual pleasure or live out our calling in some skewed way to love in the image of God than pornography to sit back and just receive these images online or watch these videos online, it's a complete, um, Satan has reversed our role. Rather than going out, leading and, and seeking to, to initiate love, we're passive. And I think for, 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 for each woman, they're called in a very unique way to receive love. And that is where their power is, in, in, in the, the reception 
of the love that has been initiated by, by a man to her. And how does Satan tempt a woman to be controlling, to, to initiate, to try and control the man, control the, the whole relationship? And we're seeing this war of our sexuality. Men are called to initiate, but we feel tempted to be passive and we don't want to give ourselves. And women are called to receive, nurture and nourish, but they're being tempted to, well, if I don't step up and claim what I want and what I need, then he's going to walk all over me. So they're tempted to initiate and control. And again, this is, this is one more way that I think Satan is, is trying to attack our, 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 our gender and our sexuality that inherently reveals something so good about who and what God is. Yeah. It's all gone topsy-turvy. And uh, something else that's gone topsy-turvy, right, that I, that I read in preparation for today is an article in Psychology Today. It came out two months ago, March the 17th. So we're in the midst of corona restrictions, pseudo-lockdown, uh, lots of people working from home, lots of people laid off from their jobs or reduced hours. And it said that traffic on Pornhub, which is... I think the most popular pornography website around yeah. up 11.6%. And, um, you know, I can, I can see a few reasons for that. Um, but why do you think that isolation and lockdowns lead people to view pornography more often? Yeah. Great question. Again, look, I think, um, again, the easy way to answer it is from my own experience. Um, what led me, and it's probably helpful to know that, you know, speaking about this topic, it's always helpful to know if someone has actually struggled with it firsthand. Um, and I'm happy to put my hand up and say that, you know, for, for a good, you know, eight to 10 years of my life, this was a very, very real battle for me. Um, starting from when I was, a, you know, a, 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 an early teen, about 13 or 14 was my first exposure to pornography. And, you know, you know, and on and off, it, it, it has lasted, you know, eight, eight to 10 years before I've really been able to experience some, some deep healing and freedom from this struggle. But what actually got me the first time to begin seeking out pornography was um, when I, my, um, my, I, 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 sorry, I lost my grandmother at 14 years old and that created a, a deep loneliness and an emptiness in my heart. And it really, uh, I, I felt lonely. I felt un, unloved and I was questioning God, like, why would you take us so young? And uh, certainly I, I, I closed in on myself very much. Mm. And it was actually out of that pain and that loneliness that I first began to seek out these images of, 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 uh, of, uh, of, 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 uh, started to seek, seek out our pornography. So I think, and again, if I keep, if I keep tracing through my teen years, 17, 18, you know, 19, when it was really, that was those three years were, were the worst that it, that it was in, in my life. Um, there, you know, when, when we're hooked on pornography, our, our brain looks for these highways that, that make us, re, you know, they, they will bring to mind for example, um, all I had to do was open my computer screen or my, you know, I, I, I didn't have, 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 have this Mac back then, but 
you know, for those of you that would have a, or, you know, used to use the, 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 those PC, the old PC computers, the sound of the computer turning on, mm. starting up. I remember the my sound. Body, yeah, my body <laughs> would already, my, my body was already preparing for right. already. So, like, I didn't even have to do anything, but my brain began to, con- I was conditioned that, well, when that sound goes on, there's pornography here. I can remember coming home. I I, I used to work um, my first job at 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 this this gym that I used to work at. I used to do a morning shift, and I would come home in the early afternoon, and often there was nobody home. Even just pulling into my driveway and seeing no cars out the front of my home was was my brain was conditioned. You're home alone. It's time for porn, and it was that. And my body would immediately begin preparing for what I was about to see. And even if I was trying to put put these brakes on, my body was like, "No, this is what we get when you're home alone." And the computer sound, the computer sound goes on. We know what's coming. And so I think um, with 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 being obviously the the most commonplace people are viewing pornography is on their phone at home. Um, and so I, I strongly feel, and it's a simple answer, but it's an important answer for people that may be struggling with it to begin to notice what are my highways. And oftentimes the highways that bring us back to wanting to look at porn is being empty, uh, feeling, feeling, um, feeling lonely. Um, being bored is a huge one for most men. For me, honestly, I can honestly say I was, I would look at porn for something to do. And as horrible as that sounds, if I had nothing on my schedule to do next, the first thing my brain would think of doing was to watch porn. Um, and so I think for a lot of us, it's about, you know, we've all had a schedule turned upside down. So we're at home a lot more. We're struggling with not feeling uh, being in in friendship. We're not experiencing the great uh, um, relationships we're used to having. We're spending a ton of time more on the screen. So we're doing Zoom calls rather than live conversations where our work is on computer, is on the computer. And so if somebody is struggling with a porn problem, mainly on their laptop, their entire workday is going to be a continual highway to look at pornography. Yes. If, you're, if you're on the phone more, you're wasting more time on social media, then you're, every time you pick up this phone, it's a highway to pornography. And so that's why I think we're seeing an increase in this is that um, we're just where our brain is, is, is seeing these things that that are bringing to mind, you know, you can look at pornography now, or this is, this is what, this was what will, will normally be a highway to looking at pornography. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you bring up that highway metaphor because that's really a metaphor that's um, explaining in more simple language, what's happening neurologically uh, when we encounter pornography and our brains really paying attention to all possible behaviors that lead up to that point Um, in the same article I mentioned just before from psychology today 
it talks about the fact that there's begun a trend in coronavirus themed porn which involves things like people wearing masks and gloves and all the rest of it mm. um and i think that speaks to the fact that when guys start looking at porn they might start you know i can think of my own experience too you shared a lot about your life so i'll, I'll jump in here a little, <laughs> a little bit too so that so that it's not just you yeah that's um, that's so good. You know, when I was probably in about year six, I was 12 years old and guys started handing out um, FHM magazines at school. And then they were like, later on in the year, they were like, oh, look at this website, look at that website sort of thing. Mm. So it started out with the magazines that just had girls in bikinis in, in them. Um, but then it was like the website where, you know, the girl's completely naked and, and it's a picture. It was still on dial-up internet at that point. And then in the next couple of years, it begins to go to videos and then they, they become more and more hardcore more and more violent and then these other themes start to creep in and i think this like coronavirus like masks and gloves thing is kind of like that um can you talk about neuroplasticity a bit more like what's going on with our brains and why do they need to why does it, it seem like you know we get desensitized to you know just looking at the girl in the bikini or whatever and, and then we need to see more and then it needs to be more hardcore or more different or more novel. Like what's going on in our brains? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, look, that, that um, you know, it's, it's, the, the, that's always nice to hear that, that um, you know, like when, when someone else shares, you know, their, their own testimony as well, always adds, adds power to, I think, whatever we're talking about. And it also gives other people hope, you know, and, and, and yeah. praise God, I think, um, I always like to say, you know, I, I didn't say this, be, you know, before, but I always like to say, um, I don't want anyone to think just because I said earlier that I'm experiencing a level of sexual freedom like I've never had in my life. It doesn't mean that I'm too strong to ever to to ever fall again, right? So there still needs to be this spirit of of of, of humility. And realise, look, the only reason why I haven't looked at pornography today is 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 is, is because God's given me the grace to not look at pornography today. And I think the 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 the, the moment we begin to ignore that that reality, it's very harmful. But certainly in my own life, and I think again, very similar to you, starting off with small stuff, and you begin to get into more hardcore stuff. For me, it went from still images to hardcore porn in four months. And I remember thinking, how on earth did I get here? Well, you know, only later on reading a bit more about how the brain actually works. Well, there are these hormones that are released in our brain when we see, when, when, when we, 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 we see our, our, our pornography. And there are, our brain has these hormone um, re, um, re, uh, re, uh, re, re, receptors that that it almost it almost acts as like a key in a lock uh, when the hormones come in and they meet with these uh, re, uh, re, 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 re receptors in our brain. It's mm -hmm. like the key goes in and it unlocks this feeling of um, sexual uh, ar um, ar ar arousal. And then you know, like our brain, you know, get, gets this, 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 you know, you know, this, this high that we feel from that. But after a while, um, and certainly if you're someone that's watching, you know, 
even 15 minutes of porn a day or 30 minutes of pornography a day, or even with this slow increase of it, um, the, the, the uh, re, um, re, re, receptors in the brain will actually begin to, to shrink. So our, the, they, they were never designed to receive all that stimulus that constantly coming at it. And so what the brain will actually do to, to protect itself is it will actually begin to kill off these re receptors in our brain so that we can't actually take in as much of the chemical hormones as we're trying to, 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 to give ourselves. And so what happens is we actually, like, uh, like how, how alcohol and, and most drugs, if you, if, you, if you were to take someone that, that, you know, that, 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 that drinks alcohol every single night or takes drugs every single day or every weekend, there are certain areas of the brain that receive great harm from that. And it's because the brain will kill off these, these uh, re, re receptors so they don't have this high because it's unhealthy to receive this much of it, right? The same thing happens with, with, with pornography. But now, obviously, we don't know that. So we're still trying to look at the same amount of pornography. The, the only issue is... Now that our brain has been so damaged by it killing off all this in our brain, we're not getting the same high we used to get from those still images. So the only thing that we think we have to do is, well, obviously I need either more of it. So now we might, instead of needing 10 minutes to be, to be uh, sexually aroused, we might need 15 or 30 minutes to be aroused. As, as, as aroused as we were at that first week watching 10 minutes a day. But very quickly, it's not just the time we need to be flicking through these images. It's the, it's, it's the content itself that we need to begin to change. So we begin to get bored with still images completely. And I remember after six months of watching pornography, I could be looking at the most hardcore still image and I, it just it just wouldn't do anything for me anymore. I needed these videos, and then it became all sorts of different kind of you know. I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but it, there's all sorts of different types and styles of pornography that people can get into. Where eventually we're seeing pornography where people are harming each other, and that's the only way that they they can get stimulated. In fact, I I spoke to one young boy. Um, who, who was having sex with his girlfriend and he said, look, it's so dry and stale. I'm starting to wonder, should I begin pulling her hair and choking her? Would this improve the kind of quality of sex we're having? And I'm thinking, how do we get there? How do we get from, I'm just looking at this, this, this lady in a bra and undies on, on, on the front of this, 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 this magazine to do I need to be rough and violent just in order to, to feel something? Yeah. And so I think this is definitely where being hooked on pornography is going to take us. And this is why we're seeing these crazy, the, 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 these crazy genres, if you want to say, of pornography where people are wearing masks and all this kind of stuff. It's like our brain is so fried from all the pornography we're seeing we're constantly trying to reinvent new ways to see something new. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I could keep going, but I think I'm, 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 I might be getting off, off track here and getting too into it. But I, 
I do think that's a very it's 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 it is this real danger where we need something new to be sexually stimulated today, and I think that's why we're seeing so much craziness coming out of the 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 industry of pornography. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, um, and I think there's also a broader issue at, at play with how men or anybody really gets into pornography and keeps going back to it. And that's, it can almost train us into a form of escapism. So even though it might not begin as escapism, like I don't think everybody who goes to porn went to porn because something terrible happened in their lives, but maybe, maybe largely just because of how available and easily available mm. it was there, just there for them. Yeah. But then it starts to become as it, as it gets more addictive and we want to keep going back um, to get that rush of hormones going through our brains. It can become a self-medication in a way like it, like an escapism. Mm-hmm. So um, can you speak to this phenomenon of escapism? Cause I think it links into a bit of what you said about how passivity is a big issue for men today. Um, yeah. So what can we as men do to, to pinpoint where do we have escapism in our lives in general, not only with pornography, um, and how can we work to eliminate that so that we, you know, we're living uh, according to God's will, we're open to God's will, and we're not being held back by you know, passivity and just following our desires. Yeah, look, I think um, the, the, the way I, I, I would often I would talk about, and certainly, yeah, I think, I think we, we, um, it's important to, to state porn is never the issue, right? Pornography is never, ever the issue. If you're looking at pornography, there's always something that's come prior to that that you're seeking comfort or fulfilment in pornography. And that's often why people that struggle with looking at pornography find themselves they're stuck in it but they no matter how hard they try to stop looking at pornography they're not they're not actually able to treat the root cause of that and the root cause of that can be as you've said it can, it can be many things it can be feeling uh, feeling lonely or I don't, I don't have love in my life or i'm bored uh, it, it can be a range of it, it can be stress it can be a way to deal with anger and so sometimes it's, I always encourage people that, I, that I, I'm, I'm kind of helping, you know, to, to, to break free from, from, from pornography is always try and look at be, before you go, you, you go to, to pornography, what, what, uh, what e, uh, e emotion were you experiencing at that time? Was it anger? Was it loneliness? Uh, because, because that's, that's what, what you've got, got to treat. treat. Pornography is, is, the, 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 is, a, is a bad expression of trying to cope with a previous issue or, or problem you're suffering with. Pornography is never the issue in itself. I, I, I can't stress that enough. So I hope that it's helpful and, and, and that will begin the journey for people um, that may be tuning in who do struggle with this. It's never the issue. You need to go back and look at what is the root cause. So I would often, I would often encourage guys that bring me is to say, look, look at what you're feeling before, and then look how you're feeling after. Okay, um, because it's if you're using it to escape a prior issue, deal with that. Oftentimes, I I, I would say that the 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 uh, the the the, the, um, 
the, the, the most common reasons men turn to pornography is they're bored. That would just my experience. They, I mean, yes, they've they've they haven't been trained in what sexual desire is for, and they've never been. Maybe they don't have a great prayer life and all those kind of things. But I do think at the heart of it, men men we're we we called to be wild at heart. I do think if you read that book, you know. Unbelievable. I've read that book three times. I think I've studied it with a highlighter and, and I've based on I'm running a course on men, but at the moment, a six week online course, and, and I'm using a lot of that information in, in the course as well. But it's just brilliant. But I really do think, I mean, men, we, are, we do not pursue our hopes and dreams, we don't pursue. These deep, uh, these deep, uh, deep, uh, deep uh, desires that God has blessed us with. Now, I'm going to have to go back and 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 uh, and, and see what Father Paul spoke about on my last week's session. Yeah. But I really do, I really do believe that that men, men, we we we've been called to to uh, to, to uh, we all have a desire for for greatness. We all have a desire for, and it's not a greatness. When I say greatness, don't hear me saying greatness equals success or fame or popularity or having all these girls around. Um, with masculinity and greatness, it's always being able to serve others. So it's about using whatever. God will give you the desires of your heart, which means the desires you have for greatness or for sanctity, which I think is the greatest way, the, 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 the easiest way to be a great man is to be a heroic saint. Yeah. Um, God gives us the desires in our heart, but he doesn't just give, it, give them to us. He seeks to fulfill them over and over again in our life. And so we need to actually be bold and to be brave and say, hey, in my masculinity, I am wild at heart. I've got big dreams. I've got ambitions to be great and to serve and to love. Offer those desires to God. Allow Him to purge those desires because you know I've been reading a bit about movements of the heart lately, and you know we we will experience desires that come from the Lord, and sometimes we'll be given desires that come from from Satan to tempt us to to move as far away from God as possible. But every desire we have needs to be purged in prayer first. And if that desire is of is of the the, the Lord, he he um, he 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 will purify that desire and help you to fulfil that. Men men are, are so paralysed today by fear and failure. We want to live in this world that is that that, that, that is comfortable. And oftentimes, you know, men get tempted to plug their entire life into work. Why? Because most of us are really good at what we do at work and we feel like we're, we're throwing with our right arm and it's all easy and I'm good at it. And then we come home and if you're in it, I don't know, Chris, if you're like me, but I feel like I come home and I'm not the father I want to be. So I run from the responsibility. I, 
it's so easy to go upstairs and, and get back in the office and read because I'm a good reader or I'm writing new talks, but yeah. I don't fulfill my obligation to be the father my son Joseph needs me to be. I fail to be the husband my, 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 my wife Madeline needs me to be. But oftentimes, if those are the issues and we're, we're running from our call to greatness, oftentimes in that boredom and in that fear of failure, if you're the kind of man that is struggling with pornography and you have an argument with your wife, if you feel like you're a failure as a, as a husband, then you're going to be tempted to turn to porn. If you lose patience with your child and you think you're a bad father, escapism is, well, I'm going to go and I'll, I'll turn to porn. But I think it's about trying to fulfill these desires we have in our heart, fulfill the vocations God has called us to be, and not simply use porn as a way to just to cover up what's not good in our life, but face it head on. And whenever we face something head on, it's always going to get worse before it gets easier. Because the first step is to admit I'm struggling in my fatherhood or I'm struggling with loneliness in my marriage or I'm not in the job that I want to be and I'm failing to respond to my deep call to greatness to do X, Y, or Z. Where has fear paralyzed us? As men, most of us live cold, frozen, and terrified to try anything new. And if you live in that kind of state, you are always going to be turning to these comforts. It doesn't just have to be porn. It can be alcohol, drugs, food. F food is, I would say, food is my number one source of comfort seeking. I still battle with that. I'm glad it's not porn anymore, but I'm still <laughs> working on, on, on that food thing. Yeah. But we're still, we still need to try and get to the core of why am I escaping with these forms of comfort? And if porn is one of your things, deal with the deep desires of your heart first and live out your mission fully. And I do think you'll see major changes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, when I was doing net ministries, I went and did two volunteer years with net um, straight out of high school, which was a great opportunity for me to, to grow in this area because I had guys by my side, you know, working on the same thing. We could talk about it. We could pray about it. And uh, we hosted a conference up in Cairns. My second year on net was up in Cairns. And Father Dave Callahan from the MGLs came and was a keynote speaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did one of the one of the men's sessions. Well, he did a main men's session. And he and I I was actually, you know, giving some points for, you know, what does a real man need to do, a real Catholic man sort of thing. And um, you know, when I was giving the points, he actually jumped in and added another point and he said, Real men have the courage to fight themselves. And I think you're speaking to that, like real men have the courage to really fight themselves. And it speaks to an experience that I had in prayer. I wasn't actually going to share this, but I kind of feel inspired to share it now. Yeah, um, awesome. On my first year on Net Ministries, I was praying, you know, this is, this is like the first time that I had spent an extended amount of time away from pornography and I, I, I was starting to gain ground. Uh, I was starting to, to kick the habit and everything. Um, and I was praying the rosary and noticed that often when I prayed the rosary because of how repetitive it was, you can get a bit bored praying the rosary and, you know, crazy thoughts can come into your mind. And yeah, I, I started yeah. having these, these thoughts and these images from what I'd seen in pornography mm -hmm. coming into my mind as I'm praying the rosary and I'm like, 
I feel like the worst sinner in the world because I'm trying to pray the rosary. And I've got these thoughts going into my head. And I felt like, I felt like Jesus, you know, because I actually went to him with that and I was like, I'm not going to just, you know, condemn myself. I'm going to say, God, like, what the, what in heaven's name do you want me to do with these thoughts while I'm trying to pray? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, I want you to actually invite me into that situation. You know, imagine that woman, like, imagine her face and imagine me coming into that situation and, like, placing a veil around her because she's beautiful and she's my creation and she's much more than how she was portrayed um and my mind just like exploded like when that thought came in and i just like went through as as i was praying and i just like focused on the woman's eyes and her face and then i imagined jesus walking into the situation and just covering her up with his love and that i think helped me so much to, to heal from when I was struggling in this area as well. Um, that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, look, we powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. Um, I want to give you some quick fire questions that are very common. Um, yes. Whenever a talk or a conversation about these issues comes up, um, yep. I've just got I've just got my oldest son Athanasius. Hey. <laughs> into the room here, so he can join okay. us on on men living men, men striving for greatness here. Um, so mate. Simon, I'm sure you've had guys who are dating. You kind of alluded to that before coming to you with questions. So Simon, if a couple is dating and one or both members are struggling with porn, do you think that they should break up or what should they do? Right. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think again, I'll, I'll try and be really, really quick, but it's, it's a really important topic. Um, look, I, I, look, I, I do personally feel that it's, 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 um, it's not always the same answer. You really do need to take it case by case. Certainly. I think um, if uh, you really need to, to, to have a look at what stage of a problem is it at, so I always, so I always encourage, uh, now, I mean, normally, um, it's normally, you know, I'll normally get a call from a girl saying, can you speak to my boyfriend who's struggling with porn? And normally they aren't. Uh, I do think if, 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 if both of them are struggling with, with pornography, that's, that's probably a little bit more serious, but even still just because, I mean, when we say they're struggling with porn, it could be anywhere from three hours a day to, you know, once a week or once a fortnight. Yeah. And I, I often, the, the, this is the advice I give. And of course, you know, your, 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 your listeners are free to not take this on board. It's my personal, um, what I normally kind of help coach people in, in this way. But it's, I think if, if pornography is like a, I'm, I'm struggling like, like once a week, you know, I might be coming across it once a week, but I have this plan in place. I'm I'm doing this. I'm I'm fasting. I'm praying. I've got I've I've got this filter on my computer. But you know what? Sometimes it just gets the better of me, and I and I crack. But I've got a friend that I'm speaking to about it, and I'm I'm so motivated and I'm so inspired to improve this issue. I want it out of my life. If a girl came to me and said, "This is the state." this guy's in should i break up with him or leave him i would say no stay with him 
because it's actually the love and mercy because I, when I, the first, when I first, uh, uh, um, uh, when I fir uh, first started to date Madeline, um, I, I was still falling here. I was still falling once a week, once a fortnight, once a month. Yeah. There was actually her mercy, her love, her the way she forgave me, the way she was praying for me, mm. that I believe actually sped up the process of healing. And as well, when you've got someone in your life that you love, I actually feel that it that it that it helps get rid of that problem faster. Because I I do believe that you should be open with the person you're dating or in a relationship with or you're married to about where you're at. I, it is, and this is really important, and I'm going to speak from experience here. I, I do not believe you need to be, you, you should not be detailed about what you're seeing with your girlfriend or boyfriend, your spouse. You should yeah. not be telling them exactly when it happened and give them all this detail. What I recommend is have a conversation once a month. You have a conversation once a month so that it's very different. If, you, if, if you're, and you know, we, we've got to understand the, the, the heart of, 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 of a wife, of, a, of, a, of a, 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 a young woman is so tender and fragile. It's a very different thing being told, I'm sorry, I looked at porn an hour ago and being told, I'm sorry, but I fell three times this month. It's a, it just comes off very, very differently, right? Yeah. So I still think you should be open, you know, with 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 your partner or spouse about if you're struggling and and when you're struggling. But I would just do a once a month thing. If they're struggling, you know, here and there, I would say stay in the relationship. However, if when you're talking about it, they dodge this topic. So uh, it's not really your business whether I'm looking at pornography or not, or you know, yeah, I look at it every day, but everyone looks at it every day. Or, you know, you, they're not, they're, there's no sense of shame around what they're doing. They speak about it openly. Then I would say, if you're dating somebody like that, end the relationship straight away. Because someone that doesn't see the issue with pornography, or maybe they do see the issue with it, but if they're watching it like three to five times a week, they are, they are, they are, are, are are incapable of loving you the way you need to be loved. Yeah. So I would say you don't necessarily have to say I don't ever want to see you again, but certainly I would take take a break from that relationship, and there needs to be a much higher level of healing that has has um 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 um, um occurred in the life of one or both of them before they could could get back together. Yeah. Do you, do you want to add anything there or is, are you happy with that? No, I think you've spoken to that really well. Um, you've spoken really beautifully about your wife as well and you've spoken to her virtue and her strength. And, um, you know, I think even what the way that you spoke about her there. Yeah. <laughs> the way that you spoke about her. Freedom, yeah. It's just fantastic the way that you've spoken about her. And I, I would encourage guys to just pay attention to how respectfully um, and lovingly Simon's exhorting his wife, Madeline, uh, just in that answer. Um, we should all be talking about our wives or our girlfriends in such a way, you know, really, really putting them up on a pedestal because 
you know, for the for the most part, I think we don't deserve them. Like <laughs> they do for us. I feel that way all the time. Like she's too good for me. Um, no, I um I I I I always say um you know be be when, when we first started dating, I thought I I I I thought that she was the one that was that 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 was uh, I, I was so blessed and lucky to have me. <laughs> And it didn't take very long before we got married to realise I, I, I am seriously the one in this relationship that is so blessed. Um, and I think to have that attitude is really help, healthy. Uh, they really do so much for our manhood. And, and you know, there's nothing more, more beautiful than, than to have a wife that, is, that encourages and, and up, um, really encourages you to be the man that you're called to be. And I have no doubt that I certainly would not be, be enjoying the sexual freedom I do today had she have not responded with so much mercy and love when I did have to have those those few but those very tough com, com, um, com conversations with her. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that as well. Look, we're going over time here. So I think before we go, though, we do need to get into our challenge for the week. Um, Simon, have you had time to think about what you'd like to challenge the Maximus men to doing this week? Yeah, look, I think, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I was doing a, a, some prayer about this one and I, I really do believe if, if I was to look back on um, the most helpful thing for me that helped me break free from a, a porn problem, it was, it was having um, a few men in my life that yeah. and I feel and I and I do you know if if you're struggling in if 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 you're a, a porn addict now, you you should not you should not have an an uh, an act an act act accountability partner in your wife husband girlfriend boyfriend. It needs to be a friend of the same sex as you. Yeah. So it's that's very important. You you don't want to be spilling all this on the person that you're in a relationship with, like every time you fall, you have a catch up with them once a week and you just discuss how you're going and they should be kept in the loop, but not in the way that you would speak to a friend of the same sex. So I'm gonna encourage you, if while you were hearing uh, this, this podcast, you know, today, whenever people hear this, um, you need to find, if, if, you, if you, it's all men, right, to listen to this, so you need yeah. to find a man that you can start having a phone call with once every week, who's going to be who's going to be firm with you. He's going to love you, but he's going to be firm on you, and help you to to I uh, I identify what your highways are, what e um e e e emotions you're experiencing before you turn into porn helping you to pull it out, pull the temptation out from, from the, 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 the PowerPoint, pull it out from the source. Someone that you can message and ask for help and prayers when you're struggling. Someone that's really going to be there. And ideally, this should be someone that don't necessarily have to be someone that hasn't seen porn in 10 years, but they should be somebody that um, is is going to be able to speak from some level of, of real freedom from this problem, so they can they can so they can father you through this this deep struggle. My challenge is pray about it, 
and ring somebody uh, today and ask them. Do not go to bed tonight until you've rang a friend and asked them to be your partner that, that they can share with every week and when they're struggling. Amen. That's, that's a fantastic challenge. It's, yeah, a lot of fruit can be born from that. Like I said before, when I was doing net, there was always another guy on my team who I could share with, yeah, yeah, who could awesome. share with me. Um, and yeah, that, that definitely did most of the work. Between that and the prayer life that I was able to establish at that time, um, those were the main things yeah. that really um, got me on a path towards freedom. Praise so God. Are there any, uh, yeah, praise God indeed. Are there any other resources, uh, Simon, or just you know the work that you're running with Fire Up as well that you'd like to plug just before we finish today? Um, look, I mean, look, I mean, we're 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 trying we're, we're trying to do some online courses, and obviously, we're open to doing uh, a, a Zoom talk for any podcast or group or organization um even you know we've 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 done some zoom calls to a you know to like a parish to to to, to, to a youth group or anything so you know we're we're still open to doing this kind of stuff as much as we can but i think if people just go to our our, our website the 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 uh the the the, the, the fire up ministries.com um our our our, our website um, there's free content on there. We, we, we write articles. We've got short videos. We've got courses available people can sign up to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of everything that we're, that, you know, that we're doing. Um, I, I might just take this opportunity just to quickly um, just to share. We haven't gone, haven't gone live on this yet, but I'm going to be starting an arm of my ministry um, to work with, um, with, with with men in a unique way, but if, if there's if if, if, if but but but, uh, but, but um, really um, men or women, and help coach them through through a pornography problem. So we'll 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 have a phone call each week for half an hour, and I'm going to take them through all the things that I've done and used throughout my 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 long battle with pornography. And if I was to give you know, it's it, it'll be a, it'll be a it'll be a, a three to six month program. I've got five guys that I'm I'm starting um, within three weeks time. We're going to start a trial of this program, but okay. maybe just you know stay tuned. If if anyone would actually like to work, you know, with me one on one, um, and I know I know I know you're I know you're you're doing you're doing some coaching as well. But I don't know if it's in this yeah. area, but. Uh, certainly, I know that you've 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 got some awesome uh, content on this area as well. Just like you know, don't be afraid to reach out if you need someone to journey with you. Obviously, I, I can't do everyone, but um, I'm probably looking to take m m maybe seven to ten guys every six months mm -hmm. and just journey with them. You know, via via phone calls and 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 putting out some content from experience. So. If anyone would like some 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 porn coaching, or, you know, it sounds weird putting it that way. <laughs> but, if, but if you need, you know, if you need some help, um, uh, I've still got a few more spaces that I'm willing to trial with with a free, um, just a free trial, and I'll be looking for feedback from what guys think could be better or could I could add in, and then hopefully we'll launch uh, porn coaching for real at the start of next year. It's just been something that's been on my heart for a few years now, so I'm, I'm pretty keen to give it a shot. Fantastic. So we'll get your email address 
um, either posted with this interview or um, we'll yep. get it on the screen. Awesome. Um, you can also message our page. Uh, the website, you can get in touch with me. There's an email button that like goes direct to me if that's easier. Fantastic. Fireatministries.com, right? That's it. Yep. That's it. Great. Um, look, we'll finish up there. I had more questions to ask you, but we've, <laughs> we've gone like over time, but there's been such depth and profound truth in this interview so far. So thank you so much, Simon. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, this was great to be on. I'm so grateful that you asked me to come on board. So this is great. It's been a pleasure. Would you like to say a closing prayer for all the men uh, who yes, will ever watch or listen to this? Yeah. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Uh, I just ask today that you would, uh, obviously this, this content may very well have stirred up some woundedness. Uh, maybe there's a feeling of, you know, what I've been struggling with this for years and that there's just no light at the end of this tunnel. Lord, I ask that today you would send upon um, your sons that will tune into this, this talk today a spirit of hope and to know that they're, no matter how entrenched in this problem, this struggle they may be, there is, there is always freedom in, 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 in the Holy Spirit, in grace and that the 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 gift of sexual purity is just that is just that a gift. It's not something we earn. We we don't we don't we we don't we don't deserve it. But you long to give us this gift when we ask for it with humility and with love. I pray, Lord, today that you would you would that you would give each man that tunes into this uh, the, 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 this posture to receive this gift of purity today. It's not all about our own human work and our own human effort, although that, that plays a part, but ultimately we need to be open to receive this gift. I ask as well that you would transform our view of, of sexual desire from being a beast that's going to drag us into hell to being a, a, a pure sacred gift from God, a power in our, in our masculinity, a power calling us to love in the image of God. And I'm going to ask St. Joseph to father all of us in this group, especially me and, and Chris as well, as we, as we sought today to present content that's only going to be helpful and to serve the men in this archdiocese, but that St. Joseph would truly father all of us to, to, to live out our sexual purity in a, in, a, in a much greater, more deeper way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And the Father and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thank Simon. you so much, Chris. I had a great day. I, I, I had an awesome time. Fantastic. So good to have you, Simon. We might have you again in the future because there's still so much more to talk about. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. So thanks everybody for tuning in today. Um, remember to do the challenge. I'll make a post about the challenge very soon. So make sure that you find yourself that accountability partner this week. And next week, coming up on the Maximus Men Striving for Greatness show, we have Steve Lear from Men Alive, a very gifted Ooh, yes. evangelist, to talk about men's ministry and what it means to be a man in particular. So thanks again, Simon. Thanks, everybody. And God bless. We'll see you later. Mm -hmm.